Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me today, I have three different folks from the Forest Service. Would you like to take this opportunity to introduce yourselves? My name is Kim Ramos, and I am a relatively new employee to the Forest Service, and I work in admin here in Juneau. Hi, I'm Michelle Gray. I'm an archaeologist for the Ketchikan Misty Fjords Ranger District, which is our most southern ranger district for the Tongass National Forest. And I'm also kind of relatively new. And I'm Jacqueline Chandler. I'm the Public Affairs Director here in Juneau for the Forest Service Alaska Region, uh, going on my fifth year here with the Forest Service in Alaska. Okay, so we got some, some new folks as well as you, Jackie. You've been here for a while. Now, the first question I want to ask you is I understand that there's actually 150 new Forest Service employees in Juneau this week. Can you tell me what that's about? Yeah, sure. So about three years ago, uh, we decided we wanted to hold a new employee orientation here in Alaska for our new employees. Uh, Cut to three years later and uh, two years of COVID, uh, we remained in the planning phase for quite a bit. But gosh, it came to fruition uh, this week where we had up to 150 new employees registered uh, and then uh, the bulk attend uh, for the last two days now. This is our third day. And we're just really excited to meet uh, employees who represent not only the Juneau Ranger District here, but the other Tongass District Ranger Ranger Districts, uh, the Chugach Ranger Districts, and even a handful of remote employees who are working out of the lower 48. Okay. And then that would lead me to the question, of so how many employees does the Forest Service have that are for Alaska, not just like folks that are here kind of doing that sort of orientation? Yeah, we have about 500 permanent employees for the Alaska region. Um, We do uh, increase quite a bit in the summertime for the field season. A couple more hundred will come on board and and actually help us through um, uh, completing projects in the field, you know, uh, just a variety of things uh, to make sure that uh, we're supporting the communities and our partners uh, in seeing those projects come to fruition as well. So about 500. So, you know, with 140 plus attending, it's quite a quite a good percentage of people right now here in Juneau, just meeting each other, networking, learning a little bit more about uniquely Alaska. Okay. And then what are some of the jobs that employees would perform? Oh, quite a bit. Probably jobs that people aren't aware of. We have archaeologists like Michelle here. We have um, administrative professionals. I think we have about 50, maybe 60 administrative professionals uh, like Kim uh, who support those 500 permanent employees. Uh, But gosh, we have biologists. We have fish biologists. We have trail works. We have cabin folks. uh, We have folks who um, support uh, the health of the forest. We have tribal relations. We have public affairs folks, um, planning folks. Uh, gosh, just, just an array. And we always uh, encourage people to come visit you know, our websites, especially the job vacancy uh, websites that we have. So you can see just that long list of opportunities that are available. Okay. And now the, I have a couple of questions that are more oriented towards our new hires, but before I get to those, I did want to ask, so this is a, there's the employee orientation event that's going on today, and you said this was also happening the last two days as well. Correct. We started on Tuesday, so we, and, and then we had another day yesterday. What we did is we separated the three days into themes. 
So the first day was welcome to Alaska. We wanted to make sure uh, our new employees understood, you know, what's unique about Alaska, you know, from the landscape and the laws to a very important element, which is the indigenous people of Alaska and how we um, support one another. And we wanted our new employees to, to come away with really understanding that very special relationship, but also our special responsibilities as a federal agency. Um, so that was Welcome to Alaska. Yesterday we did Welcome to the Team. We love to say that we are Team Alaska. And so our folks got, got a, a, an opportunity to um, meet some of their team members from our, our leadership, from our program uh, leaders, to just managers of, of different types of projects and really understand that they are not only a huge part of the team, but they, they make our new employees, our employees in the field, in the districts, on the forest, they, they are Team Alaska. Okay. And I want to, like I mentioned, I want to start trans, sort of transitioning into some questions for our new hires. And so I understand that the, the Forest Service has been doing a lot of work to sort of demystify how one gets a job in the Forest Service. I remember when I was still a biology student, that was kind of one of the things that was on my mind. And so how did you guys find your way into the agency? Uh, I'll start. This is Kim. Um, I moved to Juneau in 2016, and I was working as an uh, uh, outdoor expedition guide, and I was looking for something that had some more year-round stability. And I actually got hired through the ANILCA Hiring Authority, um, which really focuses on hiring local people. So it's um, sort of a more streamlined process than the traditional application process, which can be really tricky. Um, so that's how I got hired from that local hiring authority. And this is Michelle. So I actually made my way here from Florida. Um, I was working for the National Park Service, and I was in a what we call a term position, which is sort of like a temporary position with a little bit more longevity, up to four years. But I had been looking for a permanent position mm -hmm. because I wanted to continue working in the federal government as an archaeologist, helping to preserve cultural our cultural history for generations to come. Um, and so I had gotten my position here through the Land Management Workforce Flexibility Act, um, which gave me a pathway to permanent employment through my previous temporary and term work. Um, and then, you know, in general, our region here has been doing an amazing job at demystifying the process. We've been holding hiring events within the local community, something I've never seen federal agencies do, um, getting really face-to-face -face with people in our community so that we can better reflect the individuals that work with us on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay. And now, Michelle, I actually want to ask you a question because uh, it's caught my attention. So what kind of work does an archaeologist do with the Forest Service? Because that's not the sort of typical position I think most folks imagine with the Forest Service. No, 100%. So a lot of what we do is conservation. And so conservation means the sustainability and protection of our resources for today, tomorrow, and many, many days in the future. And a lot of that is doing that protection of non-renewable resources such as archaeology. So that's anything from, you know, a historic mine to evidence of pre-contact indigenous people making tools on our landscapes. And once we lose those history aspects, we're not able to preserve them for generations to come, and we lose that ability to learn how people maybe adjusted to similar changes in our landscape as we're doing today. Um, our landscape has never been static, so having the archaeology present can help us manage our forests today because they were managing them 
thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, too. So having those resources to protect actually can help us make better decisions for tomorrow. Okay. I was going to say, the one time I've really seen that kind of style of work was uh, I did some schooling uh, overseas uh, in Northern Ireland, and they had that kind of a position where you had archaeologists kind of in all their sort of national areas. They'd be like, hey, here's where we, things we need to conserve. And it kind of s- spread across departments. So to hear that the Forest Service is doing that here, I think is very interesting, because that's not, like I said earlier, that's not something the average person really pictures being there. No, 100%. Um, we are kind of integrated in that team of, you know, protecting our wildlife, protecting our plants, protecting our water streams. Um, we're kind of part of that team that helps make sure that our decisions as an agency are in line with our sustainable visions for the future. Okay. And then this one goes uh, to both of you again. How has or- how's orientation gone so far? I think it's been great. I have really enjoyed um, the opportunity and the focus to learn more about the tribal relations piece of the Forest Service and the indigenous people to this region. I really have appreciated that focus. Um, That's something I think that's also been new for me to experience with a federal agency, and I have so enjoyed the opportunity to hear directly from indigenous people about how we can build better relationships to do our work in the best, most respectful way forward. No, I have to agree completely with Kim. Having that indigenous perspective so heavily emphasized in the orientation is incredibly valuable um, for for me, not just as an individual, but also as a steward of these lands because these lands have belonged to the people of the Clinket, Haida, and Simshian, at least for the Tongass, um, since time immemorial. So if we can improve those connections and keep those mindsets and perspectives and the things that we do on a day-to-day, we can only be the best employees we can possibly be. Okay. Now, we are going to be taking a quick break, and then when we come back, I'll ask you guys a couple more questions sort of about the orientation, then sort of just asking a bit, I guess you could say broader questions, kind of about what a career is like with the Forest Service. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, or listen, joining me still, I have the three members of the service. Now, before the break, I had asked you kind of how orientation has been going, but now I kind of want to shift away from that and maybe talk about how, obviously, a big ideal for the first service is the idea of shared leadership and that everyone has a voice and that they can contribute. And so how have you found that to be as, as new employees, and has that been different for you compared to other jobs? I think, for me, it's been a delightful surprise. You never know when what you're going to get when you're starting a new job. I just started my admin position in September, and so far I have received so much support and freedom from my supervisor to innovate where I can. You know, an admin, it's really a service-oriented job. I'm here to support my staff group and to make their lives easier. But the way that I do that, I feel like I've had um, room to be creative and to be flexible and to sort of work things out in new ways, which um, has been awesome. It's, it's given me, um, like I said, a lot of space to be creative, and who'd, who doesn't want that? <laughs> No, I mean, I have to agree, yeah. I'm just going to agree with you, I think, all day. <laughs> but, um, 
You know, I think this leadership, what's so valuable, particularly by the Alaska region, because I can't necessarily always speak to all of Forest Service, but in the Alaska region, we are a close-knit, small community. And because of that, we have this amazing ability to talk directly up with our regional forester and deputy regional forester. And that is such a unique aspect of working for the Forest Service here. Um, I'm part of a small advisory group. It's about 10 to 15 of us that are spread out across the region. And we work towards improving and promoting safe work environment policies or initiatives, things that we can come up with from our own perspectives or from our fellow employees' perspectives. And we get to carry that information forward directly to the deputy regional forester or the regional forester. That is something so special about the fact that they it's not, you know, talk to talk, it's walking that walk too. Yeah, I think that's something that's also sort of uniquely Alaskan is I'm located here in the regional office, so my cubicle is, you know, sort of right down the hall from our regional forester and deputy regional forester, and they're so approachable. You know, I think that that is something that is representative of sort of the Alaska culture is that I feel comfortable to go and have a conversation with these folks and they're you know, just regular people, and it's, it feels very natural and easy, and um, I don't know if that's necessarily true everywhere else, so it feels really lucky to be here and to have the opportunity, like you said, in this kind of close-knit Team Alaska to, to have that chance to, to talk to folks who are making really big, important decisions. Okay. And then I actually have a copy of the orientation agenda, and it looks like a lot of the first day was a lot of tribal relations type of work and discussion. And so how could you, could you elaborate a bit more with me about that and how that's important, how important that that is? Oh my gosh, it's so important. I, I think that especially for newer folks coming in, you know, we are really being told that this is a priority as it should be. Um, we have to look at the work that we're doing and think about, the impacts not just on the land but on the people. And um, for me personally, it's something that's super um, important. Since I moved to Alaska, I've learned and unlearned so much about indigenous people and culture. And to see that really integrated in the Forest Service mission and the work that we're doing has been so different, I think, than other organizations I've worked for. You know, I think that anyone can have a land acknowledgement, but what I see with the Forest Service is we're really, we're putting meaning behind that work and we're really trying to find a positive path forward that's, that's meaningful to build trust with Indigenous people. And we have so much to learn, but gosh, these opportunities to interact with the indigenous people have just been absolutely incredible. No, I mean, I agree. And I think part of that, what I loved the most about that first day was the panel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get that real sense of the importance of communication, trust, and flexibility, and just understanding about the impacts of generational trauma for people today, indigenous people today, and how that impacts a lot of that uh, our, our willingness, I guess not our willingness, but our intentions, right? And how we can 
acknowledge the impacts of generational trauma and ensure that the ways in which we're communicating with Indigenous people and bringing them into the fold for partnerships through things like Southeast Alaska Sustainability Strategy are full of a lot of respect, understanding, and space, space for healing. Um, I think that was the biggest aspect I took away, is remembering that every time we are working with our Indigenous partners, which we should all the time, <laughs> because their knowledge is its more important than anything I learned in school, I'll tell you that, um, that we also leave so much space for that healing process to happen. Because if we just jump right in and we're not making that time and that commitment, we will never make it um, as an agency because we will never really fully gain that trust. And how can we ever make these these important decisions on how we manage these lands without their, essentially their input and their perspective and their trust in us. Okay. And then it looked like, uh, I was looking at today's schedule, it looked like sort of the big topic is, seems to be like your career with the Forest Service. How do you see yourself in your career in the future? And then do you see it with the Forest Service? Do you see it in Alaska? And so what can you talk to me sort of about what it's looking like with today's agenda? This is interesting. I think it's something I've thought a lot about. I'm a millennial, and I think that the idea of career is really different for millennials than it was for, you know, maybe my parents or especially my grandparents, you know, where you stick with one job your whole life. I think that idea is changing, but I think for me, I can sort of refine the possibility of a long-term career with one agency with the Forest Service. And I think the reason I feel that way is because there's so many opportunities within the Forest Service. So we've heard from so many different folks who worked for this agency for a very long time, and sort of a common theme is that they've moved around and they've done a lot of different jobs. And I really love that. You know, like I said, I worked as a guide in the past. I've done a lot of different work all over the lower 48. And so I do love the idea of, having different opportunities within this agency, but to still be able to make it to the end to retire, that sounds really great. Um, But I do see myself staying with the agency and also staying in Alaska. Um, I've lived in California, Florida, Hawaii, Washington State, and Idaho. And let me tell you, there is no place like Alaska. And I see myself staying here. This is home for me now. Oh, man. So I won't lie, when I first got here, I wasn't sure about it. It took me maybe a year before I really realized that my values were actually in line with Alaska's values, not just Forest Service, but also just my community. Um, it, I, it's always hard to ask that career question because I am also a millennial, yeah. and it gives me uh, a mini panic attack. <laughs> But, you know, I think for me it's more it's more flexible. I I want to leave the door open and the that's the best thing about poor services that you can because there is so much flexibility in what you can do. I'm an archaeologist today, but I could be in special uses tomorrow or I could move into administrative operations or public affairs. Like there is so much opportunity that's given within the Forest Service to try other disciplines or other program areas, or maybe you want to take a detail, which are these 120-day short stints doing other positions. 
that is all given through the Forest Service and especially within Alaska region. So I don't know how I see myself in my career in the future, but I do know that I look towards Forest Service to help me find my path there. Okay, all these, usually I'm the one who jokes about age. I mean, I was born in 99, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Jackie, I want to move back to you for a moment, and then I want to say, if, what would you want to say to someone who's listening to our discussion right now that might have an interest in the Forest Service? Yeah, I would say turn that interest into reality. And I think the best way to do that is, is stay connected with us. Uh, if you're in one of the districts, you know, go say hi to the folks at the Ranger District. Uh, get to know them. Let them get to know you. Ask questions. Or, you know, if you're, you're living near one of our um, um, forest uh, supervisor's office, that's in Ketchikan and then that's in Anchorage, yeah, go there, get to know those folks. Give us a call at 907-586-8806 and say, hey, I have questions about what jobs are open. Follow us on social media, uh, bookmark our website, stay, stay in contact, just keep watching it uh, because I think there may, for many people, a job may open up and you might say to yourself, wow, I think I can do that. How do I do that? And we can help you uh, to identify the different paths that are available so that possibly you can turn that interest into reality. And one day you'll show up to one of our three-day new employee orientations and we'll say, hey, welcome. Welcome to the Forest Service. Gotcha. And then just sort of to, to wrap things up here, how is this uh, orientation helping the local economy? Because, I mean, if you're bringing that many people in, they're going to be taking up ho- going to hotels, they're going to be going to restaurants and all those sorts of things as well. You know what? I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to yield to Michelle because I asked her uh, before we sat down, what did you do last night? And just listening to her, her uh, tell us her itinerary really kind of speaks to how she and a whole <laughs> bunch of other people gave back to the community. Yeah, no, so I'm out of Ketchikan, so we come up to Juneau, and I was like, I'm going to take advantage of it all. So last night, we went to, you know, we did a walking tour of Juneau, got to see some of the really amazing restored buildings that are unique to Juneau because of the, you know, there hasn't been that much destruction to a lot of our historic structures, and I, as an archaeologist, have a high appreciation of historic preservation. Um, And then, you know, we followed it up with a delicious meal at V Cellars, I think V Cellars Store. I had this amazing quesadilla with, like, kimchi and ahi tuna and I was very happy and then we ran over to the rock dump and did some rock climbing and then we you know topped it off with karaoke at the Alaskan bar so I would have to say I hope that the local economy has been appreciating us because I have been appreciating them (laughs) (laughs) all righty well just before we we end here I want to just thank you all for coming on it's always fun to, to talk with the Forest Service and sort of get a sense of what's going on there and then hearing about the orientation service, orientation service, orientation these last couple of days. I think that's also good. Then it also gives people more information if they want to join the Forest Service. Correct. Thank you. All righty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.